What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, back in the studio here at Fox. Not out in the wild, but I hope you enjoyed all of those episodes. It's really cool getting to sit down in person with WWE superstars, but it's also cool doing it via Zoom, too, and that's what we're back doing here today with NXT superstar Mandy Rose. Fun conversation between the two of us, but before we get into that conversation, before we talk about toxic attraction before we talk about moving from the main roster back to nxt before we talk about tough enough i first want to let you guys know that we're giving away something cool here we're giving away something unique we're giving away an out of character title belt i point at it but we're not on the normal set that we're on that you see it on every week so i apologize for that but you've seen it you've seen it every week on the show we've been doing this show for over a year now and you've seen it proudly placed in between the two top titles in wwe but now is your chance to get your own from trophy smack you're not going to want to miss out on this opportunity there's only three of these guys and we're giving away one of them right now here we go. Here's how you get one, but you got to do a little bit of work here. So let me let me let me lay everything out and tell you everything you got to do here. First, step one, you got to subscribe to the Out of Character podcast feed. That's number one. And additionally, when you do that, you got to take a screen grab of it. So if you're already subscribed, cool, you rock. I'm happy with you, but make sure you send a screen grab of it. That's what you're gonna do. That's step one. Step two. At some point in this podcast, you got to be listening closely. You're not, you can't push that 15, 30 second button or whatever. You got to listen closely because at some point in this episode, I'm going to give out an email address. Some point in the show, like I said, don't fast forward too much at any point if you're not liking something. Don't fast forward because at some point in the show, might be in the end, might be in the middle, might be in a few minutes. You don't know, but at some point in the show, I'm giving out a secret email address and what you got to do is you got to send a picture of that screen grab showing that you're subscribed to out of character to the email address we're going to pick a winner out of all of the people who do that and then we're going to send out some exclusive title belts from trophy smack trophy smack company by my boy dax holt you guys remember dax holt and i from the old tmz days well now he's got a belt company trophy smack and he's hooking us all up we're hooking you up together so make sure you take a screen grab showing that you're subscribed and then you email it to the address that I'm going to say at some point in this episode. So make sure that you do that if you want a title belt. All right, enough of me and my promotion here. Let's get to the interview with Mandy Rose. I want to start this off asking you the same thing I ask all my guests, and that is how much of your real true self is there in the character that you play on TV? Well, I, I would say maybe 80% I would say 80% okay <laughs> yeah I would go with 80% I mean I think there's a lot of lot of truth to you know who Amanda Sakamano is and who Mandy Rose is you know where where my character derived from and how I started but I definitely think it's amped up a lot and my own my own dad would probably disagree with this so when he watches this he's gonna be disappointed (laughs) because he's like that's not my daughter (laughs) (laughs) well what would you say are the biggest similarities then between you and your character i would say primarily the confidence aspect of my character um my presence you know as a whole um 
the the drive and, and discipline I have. That's all, you know, that's all in, in both in both people or both characters. And um, I think it's just, you know, it's just like like we all say, it's Mandy Rose is is just a, a amped up version of um, of Amanda. Well, okay. So then, what's the that twenty percent that that isn't you? What would you say is is that? I would say the um, the arrogant, cocky, <laughs> um, you know, all about myself persona. Um, that's definitely not me. I'm actually um, very much the most selfless person. I do a lot for others. I'm very humble. I'm very. Um, down to earth. And I think that's kind of the biggest uh, takeaway with me when people meet me is that sometimes they look at me as a whole and they see this persona and the way I present myself and my looks and all that. And, you know, you can't judge a book by a cover by its cover. So a lot of people, um, for instance, like Sonia Deville was a prime example when she first met me, she like, you know, saw this blonde bombshell with like, you know, the hoop earrings and I was all dressed to the nine and she was like, oh, this one's going to be, you know, you know, you know what she's all about. But then when she first said hello to me, she, I was just like a normal, nor, you know, up north, uh, down to earth girl. And I was just like, what's up? And she's like, oh, <laughs> did we just become best friends? <laughs> like it was one of those moments. So a lot of people say that about me. I'm I'm very down to earth and very humble. Um, so definitely I would say the, the arrogant cockiness about my character is not the real Amanda. I would say, though, as just like from a fan perspective, from someone who far who doesn't know you at all, I think that the confidence and the drive is evident in just watching your journey. I think that like when I was doing my research for this, you know, I was a tough enough fan. But honestly, while prepping for this and and putting my notes together, when I came across tough, tough enough stuff, I almost laughed to myself because I was like, God, she's come so far from that. And she's she's like, you know, I don't even associate you with that show anymore. But like if you go back and you look at that person and you look at like where you've gone from then to now, you can see how much confidence and drive and how much determination you have as a person. Thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, Tough Enough definitely was even a, a crazier version, I feel like. And it was the start of everything. And I was kind of getting my feet wet and I really didn't know what the hell I was doing to be honest I got put on a reality show I've never been on reality tv um and I had to kind of show that uh, you know I belong here and I can you know whether it's acting or whether it's just kind of creating some drama or whatever it may be and that's where when I say my dad like my dad when he would watch that show would literally like people would come into his deli and they would just be like gosh, like what happened to Mandy? Like she's, you know, such a B-I-T-C-H. And my dad's like, I know, I don't want to talk about it. That's not my little girl. <laughs> he hated it. <laughs> Did Amanda call someone a ring rat on TV? <laughs> I know, that was so bad. I hated that too, because I was like, oh God, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> when, I, when, I was doing, when I was researching, like I was saying, and I came across it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. And then I went back and rewatched it, and I was like, oh man, I, 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 it was so harsh. It was so harsh. So harsh. <laughs> and then once I started getting in that groove, though, like, you know, I, I was just feeling myself, and I just felt like I was like, oh, this is like, this is what it's all about. You know, at the end of the day, it's reality TV. So everyone's got to accept it for what it is and who's on the show and whatnot. And then I just like, I, to, to be honest, I didn't even know if I had, like I had that in me. And then I just kind of like 
I just went with it. And obviously I, you know, no complaints now where it got me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, it's funny. I've all, I've long said that like, if you just start chanting someone's name, you can convince them to do anything. And I feel like that's kind of what was happening to you in that scenario where, you know, it was like you were so feeling great. it and then people were like, cheer, like, yeah, get her. And then it was like it, it pumped you up and you were ready to go, you know? No, totally. It really did. And then I, I was kind of getting it more, you know, obviously I, I was new to the business. I didn't I you know, I didn't know exactly what they wanted and, and everyone everyone kind of brought something different to the table. So obviously I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be that girl and I got to keep it up or else I'm going to get the boot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, you, you learn quick with reality TV that you got to be the interesting one or you're not going to be on the show anymore. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Uh, Well, let's backtrack a little bit. You know, um, I was wondering, where did you grow up? You're, you're an East coast person, right? Yes. I grew up in Yorktown Heights. It's in Westchester County, New York. Um, it's like about an hour north of Manhattan. So, you know, suburbs, but it's not really considered upstate. Everyone's always like, oh, upstate. I'm like, not really. <laughs> you know where that is, obviously. Y- yes, yes. What were you like as a kid? I was a bit of a tomboy, to be honest. Um, I have three older brothers. So obviously that's kind of where my tomboyness uh, came from. But I was not really about you know, brushing my hair. I hated brushing my hair. My mom used to like, she still says, you know, to this day, she's like, I can't believe how you were when I, when you were younger, but I was playing sports. I was constantly um, outside with my brothers around the neighborhood. Um, I just, I was like very tough. I was always like the toughest one out of all of them. Like my one brother was always like, like a lot skinnier and uh, like, just different built than me. And I used to like always beat him in arm wrestling and just like, and they always, you know, would joke around. Like I didn't, I guess that's what kind of, you know, got me to this point as well that I just don't take any shit from anyone. (laughs) But um, (laughs) yeah, I just, I was um, extremely just like very active. And then I played sports a lot. And then, then when I started, you know, obviously middle school and, um, getting a little bit older, I realized that I was like, oh, maybe I should get into like something a little more girly. So I started dancing, cheerleading. um, And then I kind of stopped playing sports, which I wish I kind of never stopped playing sports. But I think that was me thinking that I had to be more girly, you know? Yep. Which sports did you what, what was what was your sport? My favorite sport was basketball. I was actually a really good basketball player. Um, but I played everything. I did softball, lacrosse, um, tried soccer, wasn't a huge fan, but basketball and uh, softball were my top two. Do you watch any women's basketball now at all or anything? Sometimes. I don't really I don't really watch a lot of TV just because you know how our schedules are and it's like the last thing you want to do is watch TV when you're on TV. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll catch up here and there, but I still love to play. Okay, wait. You don't... I, I... This is something that interests me. So you don't watch any TV, really? I really don't, to be honest. I, if I'll get like a good movie on, and if I'm really into it or a good series, I will. But like when it comes to TV, I, I really don't watch a lot of TV. What's the last series that you Stop did it. get into that you, that you were like, oh, this is awesome? Oh gosh, um, what did I just recently watch? Um, would it be a, you well, watching actually, comedies? Yeah, well, I just started. I recently started catching up with the um, with the Kardashians again. Okay. The, their new series, but mm-hmm. I like reality TV because 
I feel like it keeps me engaged and I feel like, you know, cause social media, you kind of like feel like you know them a little bit. Like, um, but <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> other than that, I'm really bad. Like when it comes to a movie, if I'm like not interested, I'm sleeping in like 10 minutes. <laughs> My fiance, I, you know, since I worked at TMZ, like I kind of like pushed back on the Kardashians. I was like, I don't want to watch that show. It's too much. I didn't care. But like I kind of like peripherally watch it because my fiance watches it, and yeah. I didn't see any of the new season, but I saw that or the most recent season, but I saw that a a new season is starting soon, and I was intrigued by all the things I was seeing on there. I'm like, oh, she's gonna talk about the whole telling women to work thing. She's <laughs> we're gonna see yeah. Travis Barker. We're gonna see more of the breakup stuff, and I was like, I'm kind of interested in that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It is, and they changed it up to like the kind of how they're filming and stuff, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I'm more of a 90 Day Fiance person. That's that's my reality oh. TV thing. Okay, I have haven't you ever watched that one? Maybe I'll. Uh, if you like reality <laughs> TV, 90 Day Fiance is the best reality show on TV. There's like so many, like it's almost like WWE where there's a whole universe at this point. There there's spinoffs really? and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. The premise is basically like it's someone from another country coming to America. And they have 90 days to get married in order to get the the visa that they're trying to get. And so you see just these uh, wild mix of cultures that, that that happen on there. I'll stop talking about 90 Day Fiance. You never even watched <laughs> it, but you should go watch it if you have time. Maybe I will now. Yeah. <laughs> so then, okay, did anyone in your family watch wrestling? Or, you know, did you have any kind of, like, interest in wrestling prior to getting into the business at all? So we – we didn't watch it a lot. My brothers would watch it here and there. Um, you know, they, they obviously loved the rock and Hulk Hogan and stuff, but we weren't huge wrestling fans growing up. So, um, prior to getting into the business, I really didn't know much about it. And, um, it kind of all started with an ex-boyfriend actually, that was a big fan. And he, um, was around when I was competing and doing like bodybuilding and all that. And he happened to like, kind of mention it a couple of times because he always watched and he was obviously like loved Trish Stratus and, you know, um, Sable and everyone. And he, he said that when he saw me on stage for the first time, when I was doing my competition, he was just like, like he had this like vision and it was kind of crazy. Cause he's like, I feel like you can like, so like get into wrestling. And I was like, Oh, you think I was like, I don't know about that. Like maybe I'll just stick to the, you know, bikini doing my posing and stuff like that. Like, I don't want to mess up my face. You know, I was very like, and, <laughs> and ironically, I started training with um, Mike Wadango, who trained under um, Joe DeFranco, who Triple H trained with um, for a while in Jersey. And I was training with him at that time. And I was started to kind of transition my training from, you know, instead of aesthetic training and bodybuilding training to more, sports performance and just like kind of switching it up and all. And he obviously like knew a lot of, um, knew some wrestlers and whatnot. Um, and he even said right away, he's like, Oh, it's like, you could so get into this, you know? So, um, sorry about my dog. Um, oh, it's okay. <laughs> so, um, then it was just really weird. The timing, I, I started doing that training and then, um, I got a call from, a, you know, it was a recruiting for, uh, they actually called WBFF who I used to compete with and they wanted a bunch of girls and guys to try out for tough enough. And it was just so weird, like the timing of it. And I was very like skeptical at first. Cause I was like, Oh, reality show. Like, I don't know if that's something I want to do or if that's 
if that's like the way I want to get into WWE, if I want to try, you know, I just was like a little bit, I didn't know much about it, but I said, you know what, right now I, I just graduated um, at Iona college with my bachelor's with my bachelor's degree in speech language pathology. So I um, had some time because I didn't get into the program that I wanted to get in for my master's and I needed to get my master's. So I was just busy working at um, a restaurant and working at my dad's deli and babysitting. And I was just hustling and I had some extra time. And I was like, yeah, I was like, let me try this Skype interview. So when I did the Skype interview, obviously, you know, the rest is history, but I fell in love with the business. And then, you know, I, I sometimes think back like, like, how we didn't watch it growing up because I like see my nieces and nephews and like I just think like you know it's so amazing and like for, for so many children to watch and just like how engaging and interactive you know it is so it's weird that I didn't watch it a lot but you know I gotta be honest <laughs> <laughs> no no totally I mean I, I, I was just wondering you know I it's funny that you say that about like kids being so engaged because I just this week, I was looking up online to find my old message board posts from when I was like a oh. well, I say when I was, I'm still a hardcore wrestling fan, but like when I was a kid, <laughs> not getting paid to talk about wrestling, and uh, right. and I was seeing how passionate I was as a kid, and I was just like, man, that's pretty cool that I get paid for this now, and that I'm interviewing all these that people cool. when I was when I was so passionate about it as a kid. So I totally understand that's that. That's really you, cool. You know, you touched on something there that I wanted to ask you about, you know, or just something that interests me is, you know, because of the reality TV background, do you kind of feel, because you said, you know, you were worried about that being the way that you got in, you know, um, and now that you've been in the business so long, you know that there can be this like stigma on people trying to take advantage of things like, oh, just trying to use this as a springboard and they came in through a reality show or something like that. Do you feel like you yeah. had to kind of fight through that the past, you know, however many years it's been since you've been in WWE? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I feel like I still fight through that to this day. I mean, it, you know, the past year has been really amazing, and I think I've kind of gotten a lot better with that um, and dealing with kind of the criticism that I, you know, see and hear all the time. But I think that was a given, yeah, for sure. And I think that was the case for, like, a lot of us on the show, too. I remember because they um, – mostly everyone on the show, like, weren't really huge, you know – wrestling fans but also weren't you know trying to become a wrestler either like they you know they weren't on the independence or anything like that so a lot of us were either you know football players or you know um bodybuilding and whatnot so we all kind of got that a little bit and you know i get it i think it's i think it's part of it and i think it's part of kind of like any business but i also think it's like we've all paved our way to get to a certain point no matter how we got there like we've all worked hard to get to this point right because we wouldn't be here if we didn't so it's like really what what's you know what's the big deal and, and what's the what's the point in like kind of knocking someone down and just being like oh she just wants to be here for the fame or she just wants this and it's like no like when I like I said when I fell in love with the business and I, I did because it's like why would I want to continue to do this if I didn't love it you know it's not easy work and there's so many other opportunities out there too but it's a great opportunity. And, and like I said, I, I fell in love with it. So I do always, I still get that. I feel like to this day. Yeah. I, that's why I was wondering, because I do think that, you know, you were part of this super popular storyline with Otis and then you got moved to NXT. And I think that some people were very surprised by it. You know, I'm sure yourself included, you were like, well, that's unexpected, you know, but then you really have like in the past year, 
fully transformed yourself into a, a completely different performer in the ring now. Not like you were weren't good before, but it's just like the, you're the 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 person you are now, the in ring performer you are now, is is so much different than where you were a year ago when you went to NXT. Yeah, definitely, and um, yeah, I think it's just. It, there's a lot of different things. And like you said, too, I didn't even know why I was going to NXT. And um, I just I'm a firm believer at the end of the day, like it's I looked at it as, as an opportunity as a as a, you know, a new a new um, way and new new uh, form to kind of rebrand myself. And, you know, I think we all need to change as we um, develop and grow. And I think for me, it was just a huge opportunity and just a, a, a you know, a blank canvas for me to kind of like not start over, but just kind of like use this as something that could be really cool. But I didn't I didn't look at any of the negative. I think that was a big part of it for me. Like, I think a lot of people, if they were got the call to go back to NXT, um, they would ask a million questions. They'd be like, why? Why am I? What? You know, and it's normal, obviously. But I just literally, I took that call and I said, okay, sure. Like, you know, I didn't really ask many questions. And then I had this vision and then obviously other things started coming about. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to change up my character a little bit. I want to become a little edgier. I'm, I'm, it's all about, you know, can she back it up in the ring? I always, I always have that um, stigma, you know, on me. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. And then I had this vision and with the group of a bunch of people, we kind of made it come to life. So I think it was honestly the best move for me. I'm super grateful, and um, I just think a positive mindset going into it was the best aspect for me because it also showed, like, you know, if I had a negative mindset and if I came out there and was like, oh, I don't want to be here, like, it would just show, and it wouldn't it wouldn't work. So I just stayed really positive, and I'm really happy that I did. Did it put a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, though? Just like a little one where you were like, all right, like, no reason was given to me. I know I, maybe it's not a demotion. I'm looking at it as a positive, obviously. But it had to have put a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. Like, all right, I'm going to show them, like, that I can be the number one top dog on uh, in the NXT women's division. Oh, for sure. It definitely did, yeah. And I think, <laughs> I think for me, too, it was like, you know what? Like, whatever the reason may be, I'm like you just said, I'm going to show them that like, I know my worth. I know what I, my, my capabilities, I know um, my potential and maybe I wasn't able to show it in the, in the right light, or maybe I wasn't able to get the opportunity to be able to show it because you can only show so much, you know? And, um, and that was a, I am a firm believer of that as well as like proving to people, proving people wrong, but not only to prove them wrong, but like to validate to myself and just kind of confirm that, I know that I can bring it and I'm the best in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was saying earlier, like the drive and determination thing is so evident just seeing you as a person because like, you know, anytime you're, you're faced with something like that, you've, you've powered through it, you know, like you get served up something that maybe might be, you know, not the best situation and you make the most of it, whether, you know, it's, whether it's, you know, just being, tossed into the deep end with with Paige and and Sonya or yeah. going back to NXT it's just like you always just like make the most of it and so it's cool from you know for me as a fan to hear it from your perspective on just that like you got to show them what's up you know yeah and that's that's kind of how my whole life has been honestly like my whole the the past 10 years I would say is that 
people like randomly would just come to me even like about fitness. It's like, oh, I think you would be really good at competing. And I was like, really? And then like, I would just try things because I, and I didn't know anything about it. Like my first show, I went out there. I had no clue about any, like I did some posing classes and whatnot, but I like got my pro card, my first show. And I mean, I, not, I'm not just trying to say that like I'm a natural, but it's like one of those things where like, you're not going to know unless you try. So I feel like that's a big part of everything that, um, I've been through the past like 10 years of my life of just experimenting and kind of throwing, you know, things and seeing what sticks. And that's just kind of my mentality and just, you know, staying positive. So then, okay. So you mentioned a, a bit, a little bit ago, just a second ago that these were some of the changes, you know, these changes were something that you pushed for. Um, and I saw in another interview where you had said that you kind of felt like your character needed a bit of a change anyway. Uh, what made you feel like you needed to change things up? You had been part of this successful main roster run. Now you were in NXT. What made you feel that you needed to change things up so much? I think I needed just like more layers to my character, you know, like obviously, you know, I, I would, I'm kind of all about my looks and I had some interesting storylines, of course, with, you know, Otis and um, even, you know, with, with um, kind of the Jey Uso and Jimmy Uso, like that kind of stuff. And I just feel like there wasn't much like else besides like my whole thing was like constantly, like I want to back it up in the ring and I want to, you know, everyone compares me to Trish Stratus, but like I, Trish Stratus was, you know, a boss and like she, she backed it up in the ring. Like she not only looked that good. So I just felt like I needed more time and I needed more opportunity to be able to showcase that, but also just more layers to my character. Like, like I said, like I always visioned my character being that type of person where I know I, you know, when I walk into a room, everybody stares, but I obviously I can I can back it up in the ring. And that was like my biggest thing. So I just felt like it needed a little more edginess and not just like we're not just so focused on the looks constantly, you know, because after yep. a while you can only go you can only go so far. And how many beautiful women are in this world and in our company? Like you can't just have that. Right. So I just needed, I needed more and I, I knew I needed more and I wanted more and I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause my next, my, like my next note here is, was it important for you to showcase your in ring abilities more? And that's like exactly what you said right after. And yeah. I, you know, yeah. and so it must've been so rewarding for you then to win the NXT women's title and go on the run that you've had with it. Yeah, it was so rewarding. Like, at, you know, at first, I, I like I said, I didn't know where it was going to go. I had some ideas. I wanted to change the hair. I wanted to change, you know, my look and all these things. But I really didn't know, you know, I'd formed this this faction, this group with um, Toxic Attraction and, and kind of developed such a good camaraderie, even with the NXT women and, and men, and just um, really enjoy my time and just, like, get get like a lot of time in, in the ring too and, and working with all these different women. So I didn't know, it would, you know, it'd, it'd get to this point. Obviously I didn't know that I would be down, you know, be in NXT for this long either and be, you know, a women's champion for over 300 days now, but it's just the way everything kind of panned out and I'm super grateful for it. Was it tough to go there when NXT was going through such a transitional period? Yeah, it was kind of right before um, everything kind of switched over to NXT 2.0. So I was like, um, it, but it, it kind of worked out for me because it was right before everything switched over. And I, I 
I, my first appearance on NXT um, TV was when I was still blonde and everyone was like, oh, why is Mandy Rose in NXT and all that? You know, we none of us really knew um, what was going to happen or what we were going to do. And then, um, you know, when I changed the the look and, and the hair and everything, it's kind of was when it switched over to NXT 2.0. So I felt like the timing was really good, too. It was like a whole rebranding for everyone. Okay, well, you mentioned you mentioned toxic attraction. Did you, you know, since you were kind of involved in in making these changes, did you have a hand at all in being paired with them, or was that just something they were like, "Hey, this is a new thing we're doing. Let's let's put all our full force into it." Gigi and JC are both very um, edgy, I would say, and I think like I I thought it was cool because everyone kind of thought that I was going to make them more like me coming you know to nxt and i think that first appearance we had everyone was like oh i remember reading a bunch of stuff like oh you know mandy's gonna turn them into like you know just like her or something but it was kind of like the opposite or it was a mixture of both it was like we all got together and i wanted a little bit of their like edginess and a little bit of their like carefree um kind of just like just their their attitude their carefree attitude of like not caring what people think and just like this is what we do a little like you know, punk rock in the mix, like just a little, um, you know, and, and that's, and that's what I think was cool about it because then we, you know, we're all very different still, but we, we all kind of have that same, um, vibe, which, which was really cool. So it was, it was a collaboration. (laughs) Yeah, it is cool that you guys didn't like that, that neither of them kind of like became Mandy clones and that you didn't become them. You all just kind of like have started, not started to, you've all gelled together and, and kind of like taken, you know, inspiration from from each other and, and have all kind of helped each other grow as performers, it feels like. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's really cool because I, everyone's their own person and I think, you know, no one should be like anyone else because, you know, especially when uh, the women and the men and women in NXT, you know, they're all kind of developing their characters and, you know, you, you go through changes, your character might be something, but then, you know, six months to a year later, it could be something totally different. So um, it's good that like they stay true to themselves. And I did too. I just obviously, you know, got a little edgier and started to not give a damn that much. <laughs> it is very similar to, you know, you guys working with Paige when you first came on the main roster where it was not, you know, you guys becoming little mini pages or anything like that. You kind of all had your own independent uh, style and your own vibe in the beginning, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's kind of full circle. And I always kind of talk about that because I think it's kind of cool because Paige helped Sonia and I so much in the beginning. Um, and not just when it came to wrestling, but just so many things. And that's what I've kind of have done with the women um, and not just my girls, but like a bunch of the women that I became close with because I think it's really, there's so, the the best like part of it, to be honest, and the most rewarding part for me is that I can help these women. And even the, the guys come up to me and ask me questions about things, whether it's like social media or, you know, building a brand, whatever it may be. But it's really good because nobody really knows how it's going to be when you get to Raw or SmackDown. You can hear, you know, from a different, how many different coaches or whoever it may be to help guide you to become the best superstar. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, you don't really know what's going to happen. So like I can help them with little things and just like, you know, whether it was like, I remember my first, like one of my first days with um, Cora, actually, I didn't even know her yet, but she was like upset. Um, I tell the story, everyone, she always laughs now. Cause she's like, you tell everyone that I was crying in the bathroom, <laughs> but we've all had those moments. <laughs> for instance, she, 
she was like crying in the bathroom after like a match. It was like a, a PC live event thing that we had. And um, I just, I went up to her and cause I had a feeling why she was crying. She just, you know, maybe got some bad feedback, whatever. And I just went up to her and I said, listen, I said, it, that was a match that it was in the, you know, performance center and it was in front of your coaches and this is where you learn. And, you know, just don't stress over like something that they said, cause she was stressing over something that just keeps being said. And she doesn't, you know, she's getting frustrated. And we've all been there, you know, Sonia and I have cried, you know, a bunch of times together about things, but I just try to tell them that, like, I don't want to say it doesn't matter. It does matter. But like, don't sweat the small stuff and take everything with a grain of salt, because when you get up on Raw and SmackDown, like there's going to be way more important things you need to worry about and just kind of really owning your craft and really developing your character and who you are. And there's just, you know, there's so many different things, but I take a lot of pride in helping them because it's kind of full circle, like what Paige did for um, Sonia and I and what a bunch of the other women have done as well. But um, it just, you you know, it, it's it's really nice to be able to give back. And that's how I've been um, taking it the last year as well. It's tough. That's a tough piece of advice to, to accept one day, you know, like to be like, don't listen to that stuff. Just like, you know, it, it's so hard from any person in the entertainment realm of like, finally figuring out one day that like it really doesn't matter but it's so hard to get that message through to like everybody you know i know and i think it's all part of it i think it's like it's all through you know the trials and tribulations and and it does matter like everyone's say matters but at the end of the day like you know they're just doing their job as well and they're trying to guide you in the best way but it's also you got to remember it's all opinions too like and that's why i tell them as well like you guys know yourself, you know, the best way, uh, you know, than, than anybody else does. And that's what I've kind of learned the past year too. It's like, I know what works for me and what I do best, but like, you know, some stuff doesn't work for me. And if someone's going to recommend it, I'm going to be like, Oh, that's really nice of you to recommend that. But I wouldn't do that. Like in the most respectful way, but it's just some people, you know, think they need to just please everyone, but you're not going to get anywhere by doing that. You know? Yeah. 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 Definitely. I, uh, I definitely know all about that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> what's uh, what's your favorite thing about working with Gigi Dolan? Um, since I met Gigi the first time, I I liked how she um is just very kind of uh, she's she's there's kind of like this like quiet mystery about her, and she just um, you know, she's a little little more to herself, and there's nothing wrong with that. I kind of was always like that as well. I'm just I'm not your like over the top like kiss ass type person. And I don't really see her being like that either. Excuse me. And I feel like that's kind of the vibe I got. And I was like, Oh, this girl's cool. Like, and obviously, you know, she's been working really hard on the independence and, um, obviously, you know, so is JC. So I just feel like, I think it's cool that like their hard work has finally paid off and they finally made it, you know, to the big stage. Um, but yeah, I just thought she was super cool at first. Like I didn't, like I said, I didn't know anything about them really. So it was just like, we we got we all got really close now, you know, to this point. What do you think uh, JC Jane's greatest strength is as a performer? I love JC. JC, um, we became really close, and um, she she's really she's really great. I would say her greatest um, like her greatest attribute would be like her passion. She's she's extremely passionate, um, and you know that that goes a really long way, but she's also a really hard worker. 
and um, she wants the best for everyone too. She's she's a really really good person, and um, I think I think JC to be honest has really come a long way too when it comes to like character because at first, um, you know, Gigi I think at first kind of had a little bit more. Um, you know, I don't want to say name, but like more people maybe newer from the independence and shit a yeah. couple of TV matches. So maybe, you know, that's the case. But JC, when we first came together, like there were times where at first they were like, well, who's JC, you know, who's, and we've all been through that. But now I really see like so much growth in her character because she's really like come to find herself. And like, I just think she has that like kind of wild side and like, she's just very like, kind of like that screamy, like, side of her is just like what kind of makes her stand out and she's really like found herself which i think is really cool to see and be a part of yeah i haven't you know obviously been watching her as long as i've watched you on tv now at this point but she her her determination and drive reminds me of you in ways because you know she got tossed into the deep end as well like you said Gigi was was more known from the independence you obviously from the main roster and so she really had to uh you know prove herself that she belonged with the two of you there and i think that she has completely done that in the time you guys have all been together i agree definitely and i think that's really cool to see because it's it sometimes really that's another thing it can be really stressful especially when you're put in a group and you know everyone brings something different to the table but when you're kind of like and and people obviously are asking you and then like the pressure's on and i think she really has like you know that this past year has has really found herself which is really cool well i glossed over the main roster because i wanted to get to nxt stuff but you know toxic attraction recently had a a brush again with the main roster would you like to eventually move back there as a trio all right here's the moment you've been waiting for this is the secret email address for your chance to win a customized out of character belt the email is out of character 54 at gmail.com out of character 54 at gmail.com send a screenshot of your subscription right now for your chance to win one of three belts yeah i think it would be really cool um and especially right now, um, you know, Bailey's trio, I think is, is super cool. And I, I think one day it would be really awesome to face off, you know, face off the control. Um, but I also think, um, I want everyone to be like fully ready as well. Cause I know how it can be. All right. Well, um, okay. Real quick before we, we only got a little bit of time left here. Uh, but I didn't tell you something as we started this interview, uh, today's my birthday. Uh, and so are you serious I, today is my birthday How do you not yes. tell me that well because we're not oh here to God, talk about I me feel- we're here to talk about you Mandy we're not here to talk about me but I was I was smart I here bad. no 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 we're gonna celebrate together don't worry you're gonna get to celebrate right now okay. with me even though this is coming out in two weeks after my birthday or whatever <laughs> I uh I uh I, I was smart I said what can I do to celebrate my own birthday during my interview and you know and I was like wait I saw that that Demandy's Donuts does is on Uber Eats in Los Angeles yes. now. So what did I do? I ordered a box. You got em? We ordered yeah. a box of Demandy's Donuts. We're gonna have a little yes. bit of a donut session here. Oh Celebrate here. I don't know if we can so zoom exciting. in, but am I going the right oh. way? There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going the right way, but there we go. Nice box. Some demandies. Oh my god, you're the best. Here. I'm so glad you got them. Okay, happy so, birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I got okay, so we got the cookies and cream cr- uh, cookies and cream one here. That one looks pretty good. Uh, that one's we bomb. Got, we got the peanut butter and jelly one. Which one should I start from from those two? 
so from those two oh, those which two one should i start okay which uh, one should i start with i got the six so what should i start with here okay start with the peanut butter and jelly okay it's really good and start- and then i would go to the cookies and cream there those those two are my top two <laughs> all right let's try this one hold on <laughs> oh i wish i had one right now but it's your birthday oh. you deserve all the donuts <laughs> oh all right i was skeptical good, right? on this pb and j one i was like I wonder what peanut butter and jelly would taste like inside of a donut. And right? that is so How good. good. That is so it's like good. Uncrustable, but in a donut, but even better. Like, that is what it's like. It's like a better right? uncrustable. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Apparently, our, apparently, I'm being told in my ear that they, they munched down on some of these Oreo ones, too. And they were a big fan of the cookies oh. and cream one. Cookies and cream is a big hit. It might be our most popular, I'd say. While I keep eating this, how long have you guys (laughs) been on uh, Uber Eats now in LA? It's only been maybe a little over a month or so. Um, Yeah, it's definitely been a month, but it's been um, it's been really awesome. We're super excited, Um, um, and we just we have another location coming soon in San Diego, actually. Um, it's not fully announced yet, but, um, we want to just kind of spread out throughout nationwide. I really want to get one in Orlando, Florida, close to us. Um, and kind of just keep opening up different locations around the world, which is really fun. That's so dope. What made you want to like get into the donut business? You know, I mean, I guess you said your dad had a deli. Did that have anything to do with you being like, I want to have my own donut business? (laughs) Yeah. I worked at my dad's deli for years. Um, but no, Sonia and myself, we used to drive together to the, to, you know, shows and it all started at like this one Krispy Kreme that we were outside and her dad was with us. And it was like, actually, it was actually NXT days. And we took a a video and we were like being really silly. And we were like singing this like donut song with like Krispy Kreme hats on. And we noticed (laughs) that our fans, I know it was like really kind of like, I watch it now and I'm like, Oh my God, what are are we doing? But (laughs) we noticed that our fans like loved this video and i think it was just the example of our fans loving to see you know our pretty much you know us out of character which no pun intended um but you know like just seeing us outside of our you know um in wwe and outside of the ring so we would we wanted to create a youtube series we wanted to kind of um showcase ourselves without um being in the ring in our personas, our characters. So we created this like car cam style YouTube series at first, just trying the best glazed donuts around the world. So, you know, that kind of blew up and we noticed that fans really love that. And then long story short, we just kind of kept thinking as we were driving and we were like, you know, we should open our own donut shop down the road. Like this, this could be something really cool. So we've been building the brand for like seven years now. Um, we have, you know, we were doing pop-ups and then now we partnered with KDS to do these Uber Eats locations, which is really cool because, um, we put so much, you know, time and equity into the brand itself that we're so passionate about it. And one day we do want to have our own like brick and mortar store, which we thought would be really cool and really cool for like our moms to work in and like kind of set them up for like a retirement plan because both of them didn't do any of that. <laughs> so <laughs> That's gonna, so cool. Though. Where do you think the brick and mortar shop. would be? We would love to have it in South Florida where we live. So, cause it'd be cool to, you know, kind of show up and show, show face a lot and have more 
because I know in the food business, my dad had restaurants before I was even born and, you know, delis and all that. And as much as you say, you can have the best manager, best, you know, person to run it in the world. You always like kind of have to be, be there. It's really hard. My dad's still there every day. So we would love to be close to it. Yeah, that's you. You have to absolutely when you're running something like that. You definitely don't want to be doing that from afar. De- definitely not. No. What? Let me try the right. cookies and cream one. Let's try this cookies and cream. Yeah, guy, get in there. Here. Let's get it's in your, there. You go. It's your birthday. It's my birthday. Have- <laughs> Happy birthday! I can't believe you didn't tell me. Ooh, uh, ooh, that one's good, right? <laughs> oh, that's so good. It tastes like a um, like an ice cream sandwich. When you have the, you know, the cookies and cream, the, the Oreo, the Oreo one. Oh, that yeah. So right? good. Oh, my God. Oh. So good. I was wondering what the filling was going to be like on this <laughs> one because I saw it was one of the filled ones. While I take another bite, uh, <laughs> I recently someone I, I recently saw someone I follow on TikTok named uh, Stefan Johnson, and he rated the worst donuts of all time. He did a video on it, and he rated Maple Bars as one of the top five worst donuts of all time, which I strongly disagreed with. So I want to know your thoughts on this. Where do you rank the maple bar? Maple bar, I would – wait, where is maple bar? I'm trying to remember because we've been to so many donut places. I just mean like, you know, the it's, standard when you go to a donut shop, regular oh. maple bar. Oh, oh, I thought you meant it's an actual shop because we've been to so many that I'm, I no, wouldn't no, remember no. anyway. Just um, a standard like so, when you go to a coffee shop donuts, you know? Gotcha. Um, I would rate it at like, I'd definitely say it wouldn't be the worst. I would say like, it's not my favorite, but I would rate it at like a seven or eight. My, I like that opinion. My, you like that? My favorite mm-hmm. is like your, your traditional glaze though. I'm like, I'm not into like the crazy ones, which uh, I do love ours, obviously, because we didn't go like too crazy with the stuff on top. But um, I just love like the texture of a nice, like, you know, traditional glaze doughy donut that's, that's number one favorite. for you that's number one i know it sounds boring but it's, it's just always been my number one <laughs> so wait just one of these guys right one of these guys that's yeah. why you made sure to include all right well then i gotta take a bite oh, yeah. on that one before we get out of here <laughs> uh, i will take the bite on camera sorry well it's just it's my producer got mad at me for not taking the bite on camera but i it, but first like of all the first everything. one the first one, yeah, the first one was <laughs> spilling everywhere, and I didn't want to get it on the microphone. And the second one, it looked messy, and I didn't want to be on camera eating it. Fine, just for you guys, I'll, I'll eat it on camera. I was trying to be somewhat polite here. Oh, my God, I love there it. We no, there we go. That's hilarious. Yeah, mm. they're, they're definitely a little messy. Oh, sorry. Now, of course, my dog. <laughs> they're just excited about the donuts. It's okay. They're excited yeah, about say, the donuts. Donut. Get over here. Well, what do you think? Okay, wait. So what's what's the worst kind of donut then? Do you think? And then we'll 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 end things here. Worst kind of donut? Yeah. Is there I one would... donut that you're like that's overrated? Like everyone hypes that donut up, but it's not that good. Um. Sorry. Hold on. Stop. Um. I would have to go with like I like the cereal on the donuts. I love cereal, but I'm not a huge fan of like cereal on my donuts. Like the combination, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I'm fully with you on you know that. What I mean? A lot of times it's soggy by that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta have not that my texture favorite. right. 
Definitely. Texture is the most important. I'm so glad you got them. Thank you for supporting. Yes, yeah. of course. Of course. No, I, they were, those were so good. I'm, I'm definitely going to eat the rest of them as soon as I get out of here. I didn't eat lunch today, so this was perfect. I got like I got oh, to kill multiple birds with, with one stone. I got to promote Demandies on Uber Eats. I got to eat my own lunch of donuts, celebrate my birthday, all of the above. Oh, I love that. I hope you have a great birthday. Are you doing anything tonight? Uh, we celebrated over the weekend because um, oh, this coming weekend is my sister's wedding, so oh, I had to celebrate exciting. a little early. Yeah, so no, no, nothing crazy tonight. My girlfriend told me, <laughs> she goes, don't eat too many donuts while you're there, though. And I'm guessing she's getting me a cake or something. And she was like, don't eat too of many course. donuts. And I've now <laughs> just eaten three donuts, so don't tell her uh, <laughs> that I ate three donuts and we'll be good. Uh, all right, well, thank you so Super much for safe. doing this. I, I really appreciate it. I, had, I have a bunch more questions, but... Um, the donut time, uh, it, it was more important <laughs> to me. So we'll have to do this again in the future. Uh, but really, I appreciate it. And it's been really cool seeing your growth over the past year on NXT. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. And thanks for having me. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks. You too. All right. That was my conversation with Mandy Rose. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Remember, remember, we're giving away a free out-of-character title belt. Free out-of-character world championship you only got to do two things to get it subscribe to the out of character podcast feed and take a screen grab of it and then email it to the email address that we said in secret at some point in this show so hopefully you were listening hopefully you wrote it down because otherwise you're not going to know what the past you're not going to know what the email is and you're not going to get an out of character world championship so make sure that you do that also speaking of things that you better make sure to do go subscribe to the wwe on fox youtube channel that's where you can find this show on video every week and you can find clips from raw you can find clips from smackdown there's stuff in the community tab there's there's youtube shorts there's so much happening on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. So make sure that you are subscribed. You can even hit that little bell and you get notified when we put new stuff up. Also, if you are subscribed to the podcast feed already, I know I've asked you to do a lot so far, but make sure that you leave a review or a rating as well. It does help us out a lot. And also follow WWE on Fox on social media at WWE on Fox, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And now we're on TikTok too. You know how I know that? Because the TikTok guy was over there waiting for me to film one. I'm going to film a bunch more for the channel. So make sure you follow WWE on Fox on TikTok. All right, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now. <laughs> 